Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. Wanda. Welcome to Will Write for Wine. This is Samantha Graves. And this is Lonnie Diane Rich. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode will be on Writer Crazy. <laughs> yes. It's a special brand of crazy exhibited mostly by writers. Uh, other people with these symptoms get help, go on medication. We, however, expect publishers to pay us for it. Yes, and that's all later in the program. But first, we have wine. Yes, we have wine. Sam, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am having a 2004 Casa La Postoya. <laughs> all right, six weeks speed Spanish class, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. Merlot from Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merlots have been getting a bad rap lately, so I thought I'd try one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wine notes are, has red... Fruit flavors, intense aromas, and a lush texture. Mm. Well-structured with a spicy finish. <laughs> so they don't really want to be specific about which red fruits? No. Could be tomatoes. Nothing too could specific Could be raspberries. Yeah. Could yeah. be. <laughs> There's a lot of red fruits, yeah. actually. <laughs> Basically, you're on your own. <laughs> so it was $10. It has 14.5% alcohol, which means that I will be looped by the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I would expect no less. And what are you drinking, Lonnie? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, tonight, I am drinking a bottle uh, from the wine that the lovely Laura Fitzgerald sent us from My Wines Direct. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Yay. I am. It's also uh, Chilean, which I find mm. interesting. We did not plan this out. No, we but didn't. we're both drinking wines from Chile. Isn't that uh, funny? It's a 2006 Agua Fresca Sauvignon Blanc from Jorge Coderch in Chile. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but I did my best. <laughs> Um, Agua fresca means fresh water in Spanish. Yes, that's right. Proof right there that my four years of high school Spanish did not go to waste. There you go. Um, and here are the notes. Uh, Agua fresca Sauvignon Blanc comes from Casablanca. Not oh. the one that Humphrey Bogart was at, but oh. this is, I guess, a totally different one. <laughs> uh, where the cool breezes from the Pacific Ocean help conserve all the fresh passion fruit and lemongrass flavors. Now, see, you have a real fruit name there. So. I actually, yeah, they actually went, they, they took a leap and mm-hmm. went specific with the type of fruit. Yeah. Um, um, and it is really, really wonderful. It's kind of, it's sort of dry, um, but it's got such a great tart, lemony kind of flavor to it. I love mm. this wine. I am in love with this wine. Mm. If this wine was a man, my husband would really be in trouble. Um <laughs> It's 13% alcohol. And actually, what's funny is that I found out that I went through all the bottles in my cabinet and found that most of them were between 13 and 15%. Mm-hmm. I thought for some reason that most wines were in the neighborhood of 9 to 12%. So I, that's why I've been making such a big deal over all the wines. You give these alcohol percentages, and I was like, oh, wow, dude, that's some heavy wine. When in reality, it's just pretty much... Just exhibiting my complete wine ignorance is really <laughs> And everybody listening must have been like, uh, Lonnie, just shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. I'm so unqualified to do this podcast. Good thing I don't care. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, well, now we know what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to talk about who we love this week. Time for shout-outs and announcements. Yay! Yay! And mine is to Debbie, who gave us our uh, great listener question last week. And then emailed us to let us know that she tried a Moscato and loved it! Yay! She even invested in a corkscrew and wine glasses. She's so serious She now. is committed, yes. She yes. has fallen. So... <laughs> So our work here is done. Absolutely. <laughs> and of course, you know, I have to give a huge shout out to Laura Fitzgerald for the wonderful wine she sent. I love you, Laura. We love thank you, you so yes. much. Um, also, we'd like to thank everyone who has voted for us on Podcast Alley. The yes. goal here is to break the top 10 on Podcast Alley, which hasn't happened yet. Although this week you did get us up to like number 99 there for a while, which yeah, is, you know, Lonnie double digits worried. are cool. Double, I was. <laughs> it's like, am I going to have to go out and buy me a box of wine? Uh, because they reset the voting every month, the further we go into the month, the more votes it's going to take to crack that top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth be told, it might not happen, which means you all might miss your chance to get me to drink booze in a box, otherwise known as Franzia White Zinn. And note, I would like you to note that I'm not calling it the worst swill made by human hands this week because I have been spoken to by Sam. By so management. get out there and vote. Exactly. The management has slapped me down. Don't call it swill. Uh, be part of the Will Write for Wine Street team. Get out there and vote. Yes, yes. And don't forget our new MySpace page for all you MySpacers out there. Go to MySpace slash Will Write for Wine and friend us. We need some love. We do. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to. I'd like to bring up something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some of you might have noticed that, despite the fact that we say the show is going up on Saturdays, <laughs> it usually shows up on Thursday nights. Um, it's because we are way more efficient than I ever thought we'd be. We plan to 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 uh, the, the uh, we're not redoing the segment. I'm going. I'm going. Um, we we do the podcast on Thursday nights, and I thought, you know, well, we've got to do the audio editing, we've got to get the show notes up, we got to do all that stuff. And um, I thought, you know, if we give ourselves until Saturday, that'll be enough time. But the fact is that we are so efficient and so good at what we do. That we record this puppy, we edit it, and we get it up on the thing, like, right there on Thursday night. So I'll tell you what. (laughs) Expect it, you know, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. That's pretty much when that's going to be happening. We'll Mm -hmm. adjust the the, the spots and all the information that we've got. But, but yeah, so you don't have to wait until Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we really screw up a block, and then we have to redo it on Friday. Which is which is possible, <laughs> and I mean it's not like anybody's paying us for it. So I mean, if that's we, right. You know, if, so we if it's not block, up on time, <laughs> if it's not up on Thursday night, Friday morning, it'll be up by Saturday at the latest. That's right. Totally. Yes. And I think that covers us for shoutouts and announcements. We will be back in a minute. We here at Will Write for Wine feel it's important to say that while we totally recommend drinking while podcasting, we do not recommend drinking while driving or drinking while emailing, (laughs) trust us on that one, or underage drinking or drinking too much or, for that matter, drinking too little. Drink just the right amount, like we do, and you'll be happy, like us. So just use common sense, and if you do something really stupid while drinking, like, for instance, calling your old boss and telling her she's an idiotic blowhard who couldn't do your job even if she had half a brain, then we just want to make it clear between all parties that it's really not our fault. Thanks for coming back with us. I am Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is still Will Write for Wine. (laughs) 
we're very consistent that way. Yeah. Uh, we're tackling reader and listener questions. And this week's question is from Diana Holquist of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Some of you might recognize Diana's name. She is mm-hmm. the author of Make Me a Match, Romantic Comedy with a Gypsy Twist that was released from Warner Forever last year. Hi, Diana. Anyway, Diana writes... I need to know for Easter what wine goes best with peeps. Green ones especially, and blue. (laughs) Diana, this is officially my favorite question ever. And I'm sorry we missed your question before Easter, but since so many people are out there with loads of leftover Easter candy and no idea what wine to pair them with, we have some suggestions. We're here for you. Right. Now, for peeps of all colors, I would say... Fetzer, and God help me while I try to pronounce this, Gewurztraminer. Gewurztraminer. Oh, because it's, okay. Gewurztraminer. I guess. Gewurztraminer, is that it? Okay. Yes. Which is a one, I'm trying to talk like I know what I'm doing. It's not working. It's already failing. And here I am pairing it with peeps. Okay, which is a wine, uh, it's on the sweeter side, um, but will seem dry in comparison to the coma-inducing sugar levels in the peeps. So that'll all balance out for you. Um, If the peeps are a little stale, try putting them in your microwave for about five seconds. I actually have no idea what that'll do, but it can't hurt, right? Unless they explode in flame. On second thought, maybe don't do that. We don't want to be replacing any microwaves. No, no. So if you if you put peeps in your microwave and it blows up your house, we're not liable. Yes, we're not responsible. <laughs> and for uh, chocolate Cadbury eggs, mm-hmm. uh, we recommend a nice Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't do a thing for the taste, but it'll get you drunk enough so that you won't remember the million calories that you just ate. Hey, which is excellent <laughs> advice. Excellent advice. Sometimes you just can't do anything about the calories, so you might as well just forget it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, for regular jelly beans, not the spiced kind, because those are kind of gross, um, I would recommend a nice, light Pinot Grigio. Oh. The subtle textures and fruity aromas will provide a nice backdrop for the artificial colors and flavors in the beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be sure to weed out the black ones, and you can pair those with a red. Uh, mm-hmm. Then go out and get one of those teeth whitening kits, because, oh, man, are your teeth going to look bad. <laughs> Between the licorice jelly beans and the red wine, it's just going to be going to be scary. I love the black ones; they are actually my favorites. So <laughs> well, I'll have to try them, them with wine. wine. Yeah, and let you know. us know how it goes, and if okay. the crest whitening strips will take them off. <laughs> you may have to go get those professionally sandblasted afterwards. <laughs> And thanks for the question, Diana. Thank you, Diana. To get your question on the show, send them to feedback at willwriteforwine dot com. Now, for this week's uh, writer question, this comes from uh, Catherine Wade mm-hmm. of Aberdeen, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. Okay. Close, South Dakota. People get them confused <laughs> all the time. It's not just you. And Catherine asks, as I go through the process of learning the right way to write, I look back to my first completed manuscript and realize exactly how flawed it is. <laughs> However, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever write a book that will feel as good as that one did to write. Do you ever long for that free-spirited writing before you were published and knew too much about the process? <laughs> yes, every day of my life. <laughs> Yes, and I remember those days. And the first books I wrote, blissfully unaware of all the rules and the entire concept of marketing and or selling your book. Um, but uh, but there are still moments when I write now that it feels like that. And it is a little different with the contracts and the deadlines hanging over you. But if you want to be a writer, that's part of the deal. And uh, truth, truthfully, it's still a great gig. 
Yeah, it definitely yeah, is. It and you is. know, I can I can completely sympathize <laughs> with what um with what Kate's talking about here because um I I have actually a manuscript that I wrote um back, you know, it was right after I'd written Time Off for Good Behavior. I actually started before that, but then I finished it while I was waiting for time off to kind of go through the publishing process and get an agent and all that. And I needed to occupy myself, so I finished this book and I love this book and I I don't think I'm ever going to publish it. <laughs> I didn't really love it's such a good time writing it. But I can tell you though I you know if you'd asked me this question like six to eight months ago I would have been like no it will be miserable forever but suck it up you know <laughs> but I actually have recently hit on to um, something of a renaissance with that and I am I am really loving the writing again I mean I've always liked it and it's always been the best job I've ever had even on its worst day but um, but I've been having something of a renaissance and so I just I can say stick it stick with it stick with mm-hmm. it and just keep pushing and you get to a point where you kind of break through through every now mm-hmm. and again and you start to get that passion back because it, you kind of hit a new level of mm-hmm. what you're able to do and what you're writing so right. um so that doesn't go away forever i don't think mm-hmm. it dies forever i'm, I'm very optimistic <laughs> that it'll come back for you kate just hang in there <laughs> anyway that concludes our mail segment which brings us to we, we recommend, recommend. Yay. <laughs> each week we're going to recommend something music books movies tv shows websites whatever that we love so mm-hmm. we can share them with you that's right and this week i'm recommending bug cafe yes which is <laughs> i love this which is a free online scrabble site <laughs> It has all variations of Scrabble, plus backgammon and chess and some other uh-huh. stuff that I don't bother with. Um, I play online against my local librarian, Patty, who mm-hmm. also is one of my beta readers. So it's a it's a writer versus a librarian. It's like and celebrity death match of Scrabble. It is. It is. In fact, more than once, I've been on Skype with Lonnie, and, and she'll hear me mumble, my librarian is kicking my ass. <laughs> she says that all the time. This is why when she brought this up, I started laughing. Because we'll be in the middle, we'll be on the phone talking about whatever, and all of a sudden, apropos of nothing, relating mm-hmm. to nothing we're talking about, all of a sudden, she'll go, my librarian is kicking my ass. <laughs> She just played Saskatchewan for a triple word score. I hate her. <laughs> you know, I mean, I swear to God, she or, does this all the time and it kills me. Yeah. Or you hear this really evil laugh. I'm like, I just got a bingo <laughs> for like 106 <laughs> points. Take that, librarian. She doesn't even call her Patty. Patty's obviously her friend. She's one of her beta readers, but she's like, my librarian is kicking my ass. I love it when she plays Scrabble with this woman. Patty, if you're out there, I love you. I love you. You've brought me hours of entertainment. <laughs> So this week, for librarians and everybody else, I'm recommending Mm -hmm. knitpicks.com. As some of you know, I'm an avid knitter, and I've recently gotten into knitting socks. Uh, But I was having a hard time finding yarn I really liked. Then I heard Mm -hmm. about knitpicks, and they had a bunch of sock yarn really cheap, and I ordered it. And oh, wow. It was unbelievable. It's soft, (laughs) and it's easy to knit, and it's super wash wool, so you can just throw it in with the rest of your laundry. Um, I usually enjoy being able to touch the yarn in a real store, you know, before I purchase something. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to say, nitpicks.com was a gamble that really paid off, and I'm so addicted now. <laughs> Plus, they have got the most fabulous catalog. I mean, you know, I always end up, whenever I, you know, shop somewhere, I always end up being like, yeah, send me your catalog. I delete mm-hmm. everything. The mm-hmm. nitpicks catalog comes, and I stop what I'm doing. <laughs> 
so I can go through it. They had these like striped hoodie sweaters for little girls that if I had that kind of skill, I would totally do. They're so cute. <laughs> Except that like socks are really good for me because of my attention span issues. If I had to do like a sweater, even for one of my daughters, they would have grown. It would be like, by the time I finished it, I would have grandchildren to put it in. <laughs> and with, with the luck of my grandchildren, it would probably be a boy wearing this pink hoodie. Like, I finally finished it. Somebody's wearing it. You know, um, but anyway, nitpicks.com uh-huh. is wonderful and fabulous. And for all you knitters out there, just sign up. If nothing else, just sign up for the catalog. It's so and cool. for all you non knitters out there like me, you're like, um, it's yarn. You know what? All you knitters out there, email Sam at Will Write for Wine and explain to her that it is oh, not just yarn. Okay. I think you probably look at yarn like I look at wine. So, <laughs> a little speaking bit. of which, yes. we're going to take a quick break <laughs> for more wine. For more wine. And we'll see you back here in just a minute. A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. Calculating Killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, available April 1st at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm still Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm still Samantha Graves. And this remains We'll Write for Wine. Mm-hmm. For our fifth episode, we're going to talk about writer crazy, that special brand of crazy that's specific to writers. Mm -hmm. We hear voices in our head. We talk Mm -hmm. about imaginary people as though Mm -hmm. they're real. And even worse, we don't care. That's right. (laughs) Most people with these symptoms would get professional help. (laughs) But we just send our results off to New York City to be published. Mm -hmm. So as a special treat tonight, Lonnie and I are going to confess some of the things we've done as a result of being writer crazy. And uh-huh. in the end, you decide for yourself who's crazier. Yeah, but don't feel under pressure to like write in and tell us who's crazier. Because really, I think we all know it's probably me. me and it's just sort of rude to point that sort of thing out. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. I'll go ahead and get started with the first confession. Okay. <laughs> this is my confession. Um, this speaks to an element of writer crazy, which I call over-empathizing. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I mean, empathy is great, you know, except I over-empathize with imaginary people. Mm-hmm. Um, not too long ago, it was about three weeks ago, I guess, I was driving down the road thinking of a particularly wrenching scene in the book I was writing. Um, I not only started reciting the dialogue of the people <laughs> in the scene to no one in particular, I was in the car by myself. Uh, But then I started weeping as I'm driving down the road on my way to Home Depot. By the time I got there, I mean, you know, I swiped at my face and, you know, tried to clean up a little bit. But I think the girl at the counter was a little taken aback when I came in all tear stained and blotchy and said, where do you keep your ladders? She probably thought I was going to throw myself off my roof, but really I just needed my husband to go up and shovel the snow off. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Well, my first confession has to do with a tape recorder in a car as well, because I bought the tape recorder 
so that I, when I came up with a brilliant line of dialogue, I wouldn't get in a car accident trying to write it down because we all know those great lines disappear as soon as you pull over. Oh, yeah. And they hit yeah. you in the car all oh, yeah. the time. All the yeah. time. So this is a normal thing. Lots mm-hmm. of writers do this. What they yes. don't do is... <laughs> Well, I was stopped at a four-way stop, and I'm talking into my recorder in my character's voices, and it's all good stuff, and I'm like on a roll, and I'm doing it with the hands and everything, and I look over, and there's this guy in the car next to me, and he's staring at me. (laughs) So honest to God, I quick like put the recorder up to my ear like a cell phone. Because this was a long time ago, this was before the earbuds and the whole hands-free cell phone thing. <laughs> so was it normal to see people talking just to the air? No. Yeah. Especially with using their hands and stuff. I love that you tried yeah. to cover it up, though. I would have just been like, hey. I would have even, it would never even, the thing that's weird is that it never even occurs to me that this is crazy until I, like, take a step back. Like, in the moment, I'm like, this is completely normal. Yeah, but you should have seen his face. <laughs> I guess that would kind of bring you back out of it, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Well, another thing about writers is that we live in a very internal world for so much of our time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, as evidenced by Sam's little story there and my experience at the Home Depot, (laughs) it conflicts with the real world. Um, For instance, this is one thing I do. I make soundtracks for all my books. Yes. Um, I don't listen to the radio much, so I have, like, no idea what's popular. I just find artists I like. I hunt around on iTunes for a while until Mm -hmm. I, I find the songs that I need. So on occasion, through sheer chance, I'll pick a popular song. Um, Then, you know, some months later, I'll be in a grocery store or something, the song will play, and I'm instantly transported back into the world of the book. (laughs) And here's the thing. You know, that's fine, whatever, but I always, always, without fail, stop where I am and look up at the speaker in the ceiling and chuckle to myself as though it's a secret joke between me and the universe, when in reality... It's just a popular song, and the radio station plays it like a thousand times a day. But in my head, Mm -hmm. it's all about me, baby. Yep. You're right back there. It is amazing, because I think a lot of writers do the soundtrack, just so you can, when you sit Mm -hmm. down, and Mm -hmm. you you can get right back into the story. Exactly. It puts you in the zone. Yeah, but it is funny Mm -hmm. when you hear the song outside of that world. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. So, (laughs) Well, um, once... Uh, I asked one of my girlfriends if I could run my fingers through her husband's hair because I forgot how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only hope that my husband does not listen to this particular podcast. <laughs> her husband is such a good man, though. He is. But he's, but he's you know, yeah, yeah. he's a little shiny up on top. But he's that's okay, because mm-hmm. bald is sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. How did your friend respond to that? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, she's like sure, a writer. Go for it. Oh, she's a writer. She's like, okay. Oh, okay. So she, she totally understood. Totally understood. Now, if it was the librarian, she'd be exactly. like, dude, get out of my house. Exactly. If it had been anybody else but a writer. Yes. And then there was the time that I met this guy who mentioned that he had been shot. And everybody else around him was like, oh my God, that's terrible. And I'm like, oh, cool. Can I see it? Can I touch it? What does it feel like when a bullet rips through your flesh? See, that's not a normal reaction. But what know, did he was... say when you were like, can I touch it? I mean, uh, he, uh, ba- where was he much... shot, first of all? Because I think that has a lot of bearing on it. It was like he... in his shoulder, and he, and he just okay. basically just kind of laughed at me like he couldn't believe that I was actually serious. But I was serious. 
I've never met anybody with a bullet wound. I wanted to see what it looked like. Jeez. Oh, and then um, there was the time I won the library challenge. Okay. <laughs> Now, this is when uh, all the local libraries in our area get together they, a few times a year for meetings, and they have this little, like, unofficial contest over who gets the weirdest questions from a customer. <laughs> and um, So you asked the weirdest question that won the librarian the challenge. Yes, which was, so, what happens to an unprotected human being when you shove them into deep space? <laughs> That's a very get, relevant question. I think so, too. And I, it was funny because when I asked it, they just kind of looked at me. And everybody yeah. blinked for, like, a second. <laughs> and they're like, we don't know, Pat. <laughs> but we'll find out because, you know, they're librarians. They have to. It's their job. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. So, well, yeah. And, you of get, course, there's – I'm sorry. I, no, I'm having this awkward where I'm talking over you thing. I'm sorry. Did you have something else to say? No. Because I'll just jump right over you. I'll bulldoze right over you. I will. <laughs> what I was going to say is that it relates to, like, what I'm getting into, my next, mm-hmm. con- my writer crazy confession, um, which is, like, the crazy research stories. Because there's yeah. so many things that you have yeah. to figure out because mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of experience with that kind of thing. So, you know, you have to find this stuff out. Um, once uh, I was writing a book, which I still to this day have not published. It was the one that I loved, the one I was talking about <laughs> with Kate earlier, the book that I loved, which will never be published because it's bad but I had so much fun writing it um but anyway for that book I had to call the FBI <laughs> because I needed to know how one might transport deadly chemicals across state lines into Alaska which is very complicated because Alaska you've got can if you're going by land you got to truck them up through Canada which is a whole mm-hmm. customs thing and if you're going by ship mm-hmm. you know you got to put them through the you know on the on the ship and on the ferry and there's a whole mm-hmm. thing they go through with that so it was very complicated but I um I got connected to the FBI guy thank goodness through a mutual friend who worked for the Anchorage Police Department <laughs> I was working very closely with them on a promotional thing, so they all knew me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so luckily, we had a connection that he trusted. But uh, at least I wasn't calling like right out of the blue. But uh, but yeah. this was like a year after nine eleven, and uh, and I'm pretty sure that I got tagged by the FBI because not long after that, my phone started making the weird clicky noises, and I'm pretty sure that's not a coincidence. <laughs> Well, and you see, the hard part about that is that mm-hmm. if you're not already published, yeah, you can't even say I've got books out under my name or something. Exactly. Like, you have nothing. Exactly. You have I was nothing. Just, like, just trust Anita. <laughs> Anita says I'm okay. Just trust her. <laughs> and that goes back to: um, Did you ever realize that you didn't tell someone you were a writer until it was too late? <laughs> <laughs> For instance, I'm standing in line at my local hardware store, bored. And looking for trouble. <laughs> Which you usually are at hardware yes. store. Yes, and at hardware mm-hmm. store, it's great because you got all those deadly weapons. It's <laughs> awesome. So I spot the, explo- the exposed um, fluorescent lights overhead, mm-hmm. and I had a wonderful idea uh-huh. about something I could use for my book. So when I got up to the cashier, I asked him, I said, have you ever hit one of those tubes up there when it was lit? And, and he's <laughs> like, um, no. And I picked up a <laughs> screwdriver, and I said, look. If I were to throw this screwdriver at that light right now, what would happen? So he starts to get this like funny look on his face. And he says, it would go out. And I said, yes, but would it explode when it went out? And I can see he's like backing up. He's like starting to look for help. Do you want it to explode? I said, yes. 
step back and I realized that I hadn't said the magic words. You see, I'm a writer. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, and that's inside unseen, isn't it? Yes. It is. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Well, you know, and another part of writer crazy is that because this, um, so much of this business is really unpredictable, um, writers can be a little superstitious sometimes. Um, I had a weekend with a couple of my writer girlfriends recently, and um, I actually made us all creativity socks. Um, They were just regular socks that I hand knit for us. But what I told them and what I truly believe is that I put all this creative energy into making them Mm -hmm. so that when we put them on, they will inspire creativity because they're Ah. carrying that vibe, right? And then be especially helpful when we're experiencing writer's block. Mm-hmm. So, nope. Kind of like, uh, you know, magic. Yeah. So they're, they're Lonnie's magic socks. Huh. And I, and I believe, I believe in them. You <laughs> I'm know, not just joking. <laughs> you could probably sell those. <laughs> I, I probably could, except I wouldn't want to like charge for the magic part, you know, because the magic part could possibly be all in my imagination. But I mm-hmm. do believe in the power of belief. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when I put my little magic writer socks on, I feel more creative and I believe, I believe that there are things in the world that we can't explain Mm -hmm. and that we don't really understand. And Mm -hmm. part of that is my creatively magic writer socks. Hey, there you go. (laughs) I believe it. There you go. (laughs) And my final confession (laughs) has to do with an apology to my characters in Unraveled. Which is a C.J. Berry book. So we're actually, okay, we're actually witnessing writer crazy. This is not a story about okay. writer crazy. This is no, witnessing this writer is crazy a, yeah. firsthand. You okay. all are experiencing writer crazy right now. Yeah. I wrote that book in 2003, mm-hmm. so it was uh, four years ago, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite books, but of course we all say that after the book is written and all the pain has been forgotten. <laughs> it's like having babies. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in the epilogue, I forgot to bring in his parents. I couldn't believe it when I realized it. I wrote this book about him wanting to make a better life for his parents and how important it was. And then him and True built this wonderful medical center for research and to help people. And I totally forgot to bring his parents there. Can you believe that? So I just want to apologize to Race and True and Race's parents. Who are all imaginary. <laughs> what? ever forgotten to do something in a book and you're like oh i'm so sorry no okay that's fine <laughs> i mean well I, I will say the first part yes have i forgotten to do stuff in books oh yeah have i ever wanted to apologize to the imaginary people no but okay that's part of your charm yes <laughs> and so basically all this is to say that writers can be a little insane yes but we're mostly harmless right mostly like <laughs> Anyway, we're going to take a quick break to drink some more wine, and you guys hang on. we need more. (laughs) We haven't had near enough. (laughs) And we'll be right back. For 29 years, Carly McKay has known that her mother was never coming back. Her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up, and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling. And you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. 
Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Want to win some great prizes? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Please tell me how. Please tell me. <laughs> Just head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for reader slash listener questions, writer questions. I know you're laughing, Lonnie. <laughs> Wine suggestions hey, if you're over really 21. Well. It's the D-Block that gets us every week, folks. It's always the D-Block. Or just general commentary on the show. (laughs) I'm drinking. Wait. Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. Mm -hmm. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yes, and on tap for April, we've got some very, very cool stuff. Mm -hmm. First, from our Cafe Press store, an official Will Write for Wine coaster. Little square ceramic coaster, it's adorable. Mm -hmm. Complete with our logo, which includes its own wine stain. Mm-hmm. Pre-stained merchandise people just doesn't get any better than that. That's right. Also, we've got a brand new Allison Krauss CD, Lonely Runs Both Ways. That is awesome. All it you have is. to do to enter is send us email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on the website. We will announce the April winner on our May 5th show. So send in your comments and suggestions now. Up next, mm-hmm. we have the... <laughs> Weekly weigh-in. You know what? I'm not even going to respond. <laughs> They're obviously baiting me by calling it a weigh-in, which makes me twitch. And she knows it. You know, she's just being mean, people. She's just picking on me. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, um, you're you're just basically you're just stalling. <laughs> I'm stalling. Why? Why? I'm Why are you stalling? <laughs> you're evil i'm perfectly legitimate reason for not having written anything this week that's right folks zero pages zip zada nilch nothing zada nilch thank you i'll drink that is because you finished the book i did finish the book and so i didn't write anything this week thank you very much now i have to drink give your muse some wine (laughs) trust me my muse has earned it Now, I wrote uh, 16 lousy pages this week, and they oh, are lousy. Oh, come on. They are not lousy. Oh, yeah, they are. They're um, well, you know, maybe sometimes you need to write lousy pages to appreciate the good ones. Well, you and, know, there is that, but mm-hmm. you cannot write a lousy page because <laughs> you're you, and yeah. you're a fabulous writer, and you think you suck, and it drives me insane. Yeah. So anyway, I will... <laughs> ignore that. Alone. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> Now, usually at this point, we do our favorite sentence of the week, mm-hmm. but we realize that sometimes that just doesn't work because mm-hmm. Lonnie didn't write this week, so her favorite sentence would be, hey, can you fill my wine glass? Exactly. You know, something like that. Complete and total silence. Right, right. <laughs> so we've decided to rename this segment HodgePodge, mm-hmm. like on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. Alex, I'll take HodgePodge for 500 <laughs> For one glass of Merlot, <laughs> Alex, I will take HodgePodge. So sometimes we're not ready to share what we're writing, mm-hmm. and sometimes we uh, haven't written a damn Wait, thing. Wait, you just skipped over into my segment. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's because you weren't, like, there. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish the hodgepodge, which means it'll be a surprise sometimes I did. even to us. You did? Oh, okay. No, I actually moved that. <laughs> you moved it. Not on my script. She's messing with me. She's trying to make me sound drunker than I no, am. see, that's I was fair. covering for you. You were covering <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, she's reading my part. 
<laughs> and I'm thinking, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> See, they, I don't think people out there understand. We're like, we're not looking at each other. We're not yeah. in the same room. We're not even in the same county. county. <laughs> <laughs> we're an hour away from each other, talking over Skype, drinking wine. Yeah, so okay. anyway, but we have this color-coded script, right? Yes. And all of a sudden, and I'm waiting for you to finish, so we've renamed the segment HodgePodge, because we went into the whole Alex Trebek thing, and then, which means that it'll be a surprise sometimes even to us. Did you say that? Were you surprised? <laughs> I was surprised when you started reading my thing. I was waiting for you to finish yours. Okay, so anyway, my part is, right, right, Sam. Sometimes we're not ready to share what we're writing, and sometimes we, um... Haven't written a damn thing <laughs> and don't have anything to share. <laughs> okay, so the so, part of the blue, that's you. That's me. I'm the, the blue. The blue. Yes. <laughs> so, what we've decided is to do a kind of cycle of the segment with some different things, you know, shake it up a bit. Right. And, like, this one is like totally shaken, not oh, yeah. stirred, totally shaken. <laughs> Sometimes. Get our James Bond moment in. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll be uh, the favorite sentence if we both wrote that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it'll be an inspirational quote, like a writer quote. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be what we learned for the week. <laughs> it all depends. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> sometimes even to us. Yes. Okay. All right. So now we got that. Did you move that down there? Yeah, I did. Sorry. See, you didn't tell me. In my version of the script, I don't have that. She's moving stuff around and not telling me. So it's not that I'm not, I'm not that drunk, I swear. All right. All right. <laughs> So, exactly. So, this segment will be on, what did we learn this week, Sam? What did you learn this week? Well, the first thing I learned is don't mess with the script, because Lonnie gets really upset. No, just when it looks like it's my fault. You're trying to pin it all on me, Graves. I'm not going to let you get away with that. I was actually... You were like, Lonnie fell down. I'm just going to read her part of the script. No! I didn't know where you were, and I didn't know if maybe Skype had, like, you know, knocked oh, you out of the, the... Yeah, so I was trying to cover. I was trying to save the segment. No, it's all right. I okay. trust you. Well, the all segment's right. completely blown now, but you know what? It we're is. not redoing it. We're not. Forget it. It is so, what it is, folks. <laughs> so you want to know what I learned this week? Yes, what did you learn? Okay. I learned that no matter how many times you check barnesandnoble.com, mm-hmm. your ranking will not rise. <laughs> The scientific no. survey, did you? No. <laughs> like, oh, like 500 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. But that so. first week, though, it's so exciting. And we yeah, don't have access to any information. So we obsess yeah. we over do like obsess. the 12 to 15 people that purchase and, our and, books on barnesandnoble.com. Yeah. And I swear, that's where the whole writer crazy comes from. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's totally it. Because you have yeah. no control over anything. You mm-hmm. write this book and you have complete control. Like, you're totally <laughs> in it. You you do yeah. everything. You're moving everybody all over the board, you know? Yeah. Then you pass it off to these people in New York and who knows what happens and we're stuck here you know when the book is out and you're like I don't know what's I don't know if I'm selling any I don't know if it's okay I don't know if the book is tanking (laughs) I just don't know you know and the good reviews are great the good reviews are awesome and it's wonderful that people love the book but good reviews don't always necessarily translate into sales so the Mm -hmm. only sales information you can really get is off of Amazon and Barnes and Noble and authors 
obsess over those numbers and yeah. we know we shouldn't we shouldn't we know we I know. shouldn't because they really do. don't mean a lot they you really know? don't i mean when, yeah. i mean you know it's 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 meaningful everybody who buys online we love you we mm-hmm. love you, you absolutely awesome. but um but the thing is that it only represents like four percent of so mm-hmm. that it doesn't correlate as far as like if you're doing really well online necessarily that you're doing as well out in the stores right it's kind of a different thing yeah. so um so yeah <laughs> It's an obsession. It's like obsessing. So I was over obsessing all week. Yeah. No. Well, that's okay. You know, it's yeah. we all do it. We yeah. all do it, and that's totally understandable. So. so, what did you learn, Lonnie? Well, this week I learned to make sure that Sam gives you the most updated <laughs> version of the script. <laughs> like, did, are you sure we're updated? Because, and also, let me just bring you guys in on a little sorry. something. Because <laughs> right before the show, she's emailing me. She's like, "Oh, I did this," and the. She sends me the script, and then she's, like, emailing me these little segments. She's like, no, I did this, and I did that, that too. And I, I don't know what I version I couldn't remember. I know, sweetie. I'm sorry. I'm picking on you an awful lot. <laughs> Obviously, I'm hypersensitive about appearing really drunk. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. I need to address that with a therapist. She's not. She's not. We talk between I'm segments. Not, I'm she's actually okay. like this all the time, which is the really sad thing. <laughs> The wine really calms me down. It does. <laughs> it brings me down a notch, believe it or not. Normally, I'm even more hyper. How sad is that? But anyway, what I learned this week is that having kids home all week, uh-huh. every day, all day uh-huh. long on spring break uh-huh. is a lot like crossing a fiery pit on a rope bridge. <laughs> Just keep going one step at a time and eventually it'll be over. It's not writer related, but that's where my head's been this week. This is another reason why I didn't write a damn word this week. So I have two mm-hmm. children home on spring break. And the thing that's crazy yeah. is that this is the first year that both of them are in school. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I lived like this every day. This was my daily thing for like five years, seven years. You know, I always had a kid home all the time. And now when the kids are home, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> do these teachers ever work? Every oh time there's a apologies half day. to teachers everywhere, apologies <laughs> to educators, the country over. But darn you, people are like the post office. Every other day you have a day off or a half day for education or whatever. Oh, don't you understand that you are my daycare? <laughs> Do you not understand that that is your primary function? I'm kidding, teachers. I am. I'm totally kidding. Well, mostly. we love you. Kidding. Yes. <laughs> We're going to put that in the apology segment. Yeah. I never get through an entire show. I was good, though. I made it to the D block before I insulted anybody, and I would like a little credit for that. Well, actually, <laughs> you did mention this will again, so I'm not giving you any credit. Oh, no. Shoot. But I was making fun of how I mentioned this will. I can't say anything. I have such... I'm so horrible to keep under control, really. I don't know how she lives with me. Anyway... Those are our inspirational lessons for the week. (laughs) God help you if I'm your role model. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I think it's time for a refill. Maybe not for me. Maybe for Sam, who needs one because she has to deal with me. And we're going to be back in a minute. (laughs) If a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals Michelle Kuna, Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindall, Alicia Holliday, and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. 
For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, which you got to go there, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. Okay, well, it's time for last call here on Will Write for Wine, and I guess for some of us, it should be last call. <laughs> so, um, I swear I'm like this sober. Okay, um, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, be sure to send your wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website. We've been getting a lot of great wine suggestions. Mm-hmm. We need writer questions and reader questions, guys. Keep them coming. Yes. Send your good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. <laughs> Send cheap wine suggestions to me, Lonnie. Lonnie. Also, don't miss our cool uh, Cafe Press store mm-hmm. where you can find all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise with our beautiful wine stain logo. It is lovely. Yes. And mm-hmm. the large coffee mug, really large. <gasps> Grande. What is it? Grande. That's right. Trill that R, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's my six week speed Spanish class, baby. <laughs> right at work. You can find the link on the right-hand column of the website at willwriteforwine.com. Yes, and don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Remember, Please. if we hit the top ten in April, I will be drinking booze from a box, people, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it swill <laughs> this time. <laughs> anyway, you can make that happen in two ways. Vote for us on Podcast Alley and mm-hmm. then tell your friends to listen so that they can fall in love with us and vote as well. Yes. And if you subscribe on iTunes, a nice review would not be out of the question. Yep. iTunes mm-hmm. has not as yet seemed to acknowledge our existence. Can you believe that? I know. I, I know. know. They have the featured pages, and we're mm-hmm. not on there yet. Yep. And we're not on the featured podcast mm-hmm. pages yet, mm-hmm. and that's something of a goal. Yep. You know, like Mount Everest, because it's there. Because it's there. <laughs> so if you bring on the reviews, someone at iTunes might just notice us. Uh, We think. We really don't know. It's a theory at this point. (laughs) Regardless, every review makes our day, so go for it just so we can squeeze. (laughs) And and, uh, next week, we'll be doing a movie night at Will Write for Wine. So cool. I know. Mm -hmm. Once a month, we're going to pick a movie and analyze the storytelling. Yay. Next week, we'll be doing Finding Nemo. Yeah. I love that movie. I know. Yep, and discussing the spe- uh, specifically the GMC, the BBM, the TPs, and the HEA, which all and sounds kind of dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> and if that didn't make any sense to you guys, we refer you to episode number three of Will Write for Wine, Flaming Skulls and Acronyms. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> which is one of my favorite of all of our shows. I think Flaming Skulls and Acronyms is right up top. Acronyms. Oh. I swear. <laughs> talk like this all the time it's still available on the website and trust me it will explain a lot yes (laughs) until next week this is lonnie and this is sam saying if you can't write for money then write for wine baby bye (laughs) bye we'll write for wine is brought to you every saturday by lonnie diane rich and samantha graves visit us at willwriteforwine.com where you can find show notes and news about what lonnie and sam are up to Music provided by the good folks at the Podshow Music Network. That's music.podshow.com. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, and I'm sure you did, please tell your friends and go vote for us, okay, at Podcast Alley. Or you can write a really glowing review at iTunes, because remember, the more popular we become, the more you can tell your friends you knew us when. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Everybody's thinking about